0: Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episodes are sponsored by Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com for the very best in tactical boots, tactical shoes, and of course, the Maximus workout shoes guaranteed to increase your strength, testosterone, handsomeness, and and probably improve your love life by like 385 Five to repeating of course percent the research is concluded. the research is valid done by stanford university and harvard i don't know if i'm allowed to say that or i'm gonna get sued but i <laughs> just believe it because i told you it uh we're also sponsored by nitor performance n-i-t-o-r performance.com uh, get yourself some protein you have to feed your muscles you know that most of uh my and joe's hobbies are about being jacked uh, thinking about jack things uh being jacked equals being muscular for people that have no clue what we're talking about. But for real, protein's uh, really important a part of your diet, used as a food supplement. So head over to NIDORperformance.com. Use the code, oh shit, I forgot the code for Lalo. Code for Lalo is Maximus 20. The code for Nidor Performance is Maximus Podcast. That's right. You can tell this shit isn't rehearsed. We're not great <laughs> bitch, men. Anyway, we have a guest here. You know what? Let's assume nobody knows who the hell you are. Give us an intro of who you are, what you do. How did you end done? up on this podcast? How
1: did Where you end out? up on this podcast? Give us a little talk. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? My name's Luke Golden. Um, got on this podcast because a, a fan of the Maximus Bobby Maximus uh, been keeping up with his um, uh, journey for like I want to say the last couple of years and um, I've been involved in fitness I started fitness um, doing competitive bodybuilding when I was in high school won Mr. T New York won my pro card with um, the uh, WMBF when I was 21 then transferred into fitness competitions won Mr. Fitness two years in a row IMBF been on the cover of Men's Health five times. I've done thousands of exercise demonstrations with Rodale Publishing through who publishes Men's Health, the, the big book of exercises. Um, worked with Men's Fitness, uh, Muscle and Fitness Certified, NASM, um, TRX, Schwinn. And also, I am uh, what I've always wanted to do is use fitness to get into acting like some other heroes and stuff like that Arnold Schwarzenegger, Steve Reeves, Van Dam, those guys, Sean Connery. And basically, I'm here. Uh, my most uh, current uh, project that I've been working on is a TV show called The Good Place, where uh, I recur on that show with Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. And then I uh, reached out to Bobby about, I don't know, what was it, about a year? Was it a year ago about a project? I I shot a series that was featured on menshealth.com called Trainer's Tip, where I was very much interested in in, in my own journey seeing... Different type of unique training styles of um, high-level athletes or trainers or professionals, and I would go and kind of get a quick segment of their training style. And uh, based on connections and things I've met since in the last decade, um, working on the evolution of that, and uh, reached out to Bobby to see his thoughts, and we're in the process of that as well. I like it. So you,
0: you actually have—pardon my ignorance—but you have a much bigger training background than I would have anticipated. Like you, you're not a, you're not an actor who happens to look really fit. You're actually the opposite. Like you're an athlete and a fit person that got into acting. Yeah. If you will. Um, Was your goal when you started, when you started getting into fitness, was fitness the sole goal or did you know at that point you wanted to use it as a vehicle to get into acting? Wanted to use it as a vehicle for sure. Alright, and so what, what you mentioned Steve Reeves, you mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger Is that what sparked it? Like as a little kid Were you watching Arnold and the Terminator And like, ah, that's what I want to be I need to go lift some weights Or how did that, like, how did you jump from Because I guess what I'm trying to say is There's a lot of unfit actors Out there. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. You know what I mean? So what what made that bridge? You know, I guess well, a few things that Jump to mind um, as you go In the journey, you learn new things So when I I guess I was extremely ignorant to how to get into acting or Hollywood or film, TVs, anything like that, because I knew nobody kind of involved with it. So I did see these guys and I just was drawn to like a huge, strong physique like Arnold and stuff like that. And, um, and like we were talking, even like Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman, like these guys um, have great physiques in films, right? So those were kind of the movies somehow that – I was exposed to, so I just identified them as everyone. Whereas once I started getting going with it, it was oh, breaking into acting or getting into acting is a relatively challenging thing, but then to be a even niche within that, like a muscle guy. Um, is, uh, has its challenges as well. Cause it's a shorter, um, and tighter group of people. Whereas also breaking in like these guys, Van Damme, Sly, um, Arnold, uh, I didn't realize at the time had projects pretty much cultivated for them. So when you have a great physique like that, and you're the lead, not saying it's easy, but it's potentially easier than if you're not really recognizable yet, and you're overshadowing the leads. You have the limited opportunities, whereas you might just play a bouncer or the like a uh, jerk football player who gets like, uh, you know, picked on now or something like that, as opposed to being the lead. And, you know, we want to be the lead. So, yeah. So so speaking of that, Joe is actually Joe
0: cyber you a little bit. <laughs> and he, he has a story about um, a
2: scene you were in. Yeah, um, I actually found this on your IMDb profile. There's like you got a little reel on there, so it was one of the scenes from The Good Life, and it was a scene oh, the where big, uh, the, the, sorry, the good place, the good place.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, we'll edit
2: that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it was a scene awesome. where uh, you were, you were acting against uh, Ted Danson, and it was that you had been using the excuse to avoid a conversation of I'm going to the gym, mm-hmm. and it it was just interesting to me because again, fitness guy, like yeah, that's like my excuse for everything. Um, but I, I just love the way that that scene played out. Uh, I think the line was, well, how many times have you used that excuse? And you're like, five. And he's like, five. Okay. And you're like, or nine. <laughs> and and at the end of the scene, it gets heated and you actually like rip your shirt off. And your line is, I'm going to the gym. And you just walk out. Uh, so that, that was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to interview this guy. Like yeah, that like, was pretty awesome. Yeah. So my my question about that, I haven't seen it. He, he does the
0: research. I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. Um, but... The um, that scene, it I imagine that was written specifically for you because you're not doing that if you don't look the way you do. Like, if you're if you're short and you have a belly, uh, maybe man boobs, like, you're not saying ripping your shirt off and I'm going to the gym, like, it doesn't fit with your character. So is that something you think they wrote specifically
1: for you? So I, um, so that was a scene from the the second season, and I had um, a spot in the first as well, the cliffhanger of the first, and kind of the seed was planted with that because I I say that line a few times um, uh, throughout the series for the it's like it turned into a catchphrase. So initially, um, I want to say it was you know um, because it was also the way I got that project was an offer, but. Um, things, so many things are behind the scenes. So I feel it was made for me, but, um, either way, it was because that's how it happened, you know? Yeah. But then going in after, like I was saying, it was the first season and before the scene that Joe was talking about, um, I didn't know that I was even really going to come back or if the show was even going to get a second season. But kind of what we were talking about at the gym, having like the mindset of it, like just training. And because I felt that that was an element of the character to be in the best possible shape, whether it was going to happen or not, because maybe some other people wouldn't think it was as important. But for me, it was like a very important thing. But you didn't get advice from the director, the producers or anything like, hey, kid, you got to stay in good shape for this? No, it was um, I took it all on my uh, did my own training, my own like it no like, because I didn't know there was a lot of uncertainty and mystery, and that was also kind of the way the show is, because it's so many twists and turns. They don't let anybody know, and they give you the script almost on the day. So, um, all the preparation and all of that was just um, making sure you did it because you didn't want to, you, you to get fired or to get asked back another time if it would present itself.
0: When you did the audition or got the call sheet or whatever it is, were you? Was your character described as fit? It was like, did that help you get the job? Because that would answer that question for me. Like if you if they're like, you know, uh actor A or whatever your name is in the show needs to be fit that would let me know that they had some plans for you writing wise to to take advantage of that
1: so um there was no character break that like you would only have had like there was no character breakdown as far as I saw it was just in one of the the scenes like at the end it was like we were talking about a bunch of things and then I say I'm going to the gym so it could either have been a guy who was fit or a guy who was not fit you know what I mean yeah. like extremes i suppose yeah. but the way that um I, I think it's still a bit mystic, you know, like divine intervention of sorts. How you get any job, but um, some of the creators of the show uh, I had worked on another TV show with okay. like years earlier called Broad City, and um, I was in pretty good shape. What's that? oh is that thing coming? shade? Is that you know what? I'm just
0: I'm just going to say this on the podcast. We normally do this shit from our living rooms. Uh, We did it. Great view. Look at
1: this. This is all. We got to flip the camera around if you do any. Like we've got shades coming up automatically of the Hollywood Yeah, we we
0: did this in a garage yesterday. There's trucks going by. I mean, we're not the most professional guys. And then now we actually booked a room. We tried to be professional with you because you're kind of a... You're Hollywood, so you're probably like temperamental and you know, used <laughs> oh, to the good day. Yeah. <laughs> <diva. laughs> so we tried to get professional get rooms and then these, these, these blinds went up. You obviously if you're listening to this can't see it, but it just ruined the sound on our podcast. <laughs> but it was an awesome <laughs> so it you're, was good, cool visually, <laughs> yeah, but you're, terrible for sound. You're on the show, uh the Broadway
1: Oh Broad City. Broad, Broad City. City, okay. And you you so they knew you from there. Yeah, and I Where was in, you
0: fit back then.
1: Yeah, I was fit. Like um it's kind of a thing that uh like, unless I'm, I mean, not to sound like a pompous ass, you know, I, if I'm wearing a shirt, you won't really tell. So, like, if I'm, but if I'm taking a shirt off, it's part of, like, the no. character or something like that. Like, to be, like, kind of, I call it my silent, like, triple threat. Some people mm-hmm. can sing and dance. Mine is I'll just be able it's, to rip the shirt off.
0: I'll tell you, though, as somebody that's worked with some actors and I've worked in the Hollywood industry before, fitness is important because some people... I shouldn't say cannot get fit because I think everyone has the ability to get fit, but somebody, some people won't. They're not willing to put in the work. Mm -hmm. So if I'm envisioning a character, I mean, I'm a producer, I'm a director and you've got the reputation as like, wow, that Luke kid's always in shape. He's always looks good and he can act. It's like your name. It kind of like sounds like it popped up from the people that were on the old show. It's like, okay, that's the guy we want. Call him and see if he's available. Now that leads to, I don't know. They got a new show in a couple of years. like We need a fit guy who's good looking. Who do we,
1: Luke, call him? I bet he's in shape. You know what I mean? And it was fast. Like I think I got the notice. Two, three days, and I was in New York, so then it was on a flight. So like three days, um, like three days to prepare or dial in, and then kind of once the show went, that's kind of been like the MO, easier to stay ready than to get ready, because I know right. a few people who are like, um, you know, if they're doing a movie, and then it's a, like a month down the line, or in something, and like, oh, they wrote me in something where they're not usually going to be either athletic or shirtless, they're now like freaking Right, like they're like, I can't do this. You're at craft service, like they're very concerned, you know. So I was in a state like that one time where I wanted, you know, you're looking good, but you want to look great because it's for a film and a big thing and it's your moment. So I don't ever really want to feel like that. So knock on wood, thank God, I try to try to stay ready as long as I'm healthy (laughs) and injury free. (laughs) And I would put you in
0: the category of actually a couple of friends of mine, Tom Hopper's one. He's been on Black Sales uh, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. I mean, if you Google him and look him up, he looks. Well, who's he in Umbrella Academy? Phenomenal, the big hairy dude, the big dude, yeah, that yeah, main yeah. big
1: dude, yep. the lead guy, like who, like they, like oh yeah, put him up. Oh yeah, shoot, so he's because he that was prosthetic or CGI or yeah, something. But like. he looks,
0: he looks phenomenal. The other guy is Sam Hewen. Have You ever seen Sam? No. Let me see what Sam's looking uh, like. Uh, let me see here. I got to pull this up on the Instagram for you. Um, But Tom is in exceptionally good shape Like he's he's a freak And so is Sam And I mean the, the impressive thing with them Is they're both
1: extremely athletic But that's Tom Hopper Oh man he looks Because he's wearing the CGI You know they make him huge Yeah 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 He looks great there I didn't know that he was in such no, good he, shape he So he is Good for him And he's a tall dude in okay. general He too, was right? actually one of them I just was at um uh, because um uh, at the uh, through the Television Academy I went to an FYC which stands for four year consideration event for Umbrella Academy so I just met, met him in the rest yeah, of the cast. He's there. a great dude. Um, I think what's her name, Mary J. Blige, is in that show and as that's, well. That's Sam. He is on a
0: show called uh, Outlander.
1: Okay, on cool. Stars. Yeah, I know. So, yeah um, I and, and to he that actually well.
0: great show. He, you actually remind me a lot of him. Because he actually started something called the MPC, My Peak Challenge, to inspire people all over the world to get fit. Oh, awesome. So, he used his platform, kind of like what you're doing. Okay, awesome. He uses his platform and his stardom on Outlander to draw in a bunch of people to get them fit. Yeah. So, there's inspiration. There's trainers associated with it. They have a My Peak Challenge every year. It's like this interesting thing. But you kind of fall into those categories because I can't imagine. I've known Tom for a while now. And I've known Sam for less than Tom, but I, I I know them pretty well. I consider them friends. They're both guys that if you ask me right now, if they're fit and camera ready, I would say hell yes. Hell and yeah. you seem the same way to me in oh, our yeah.
1: relationship. When I look on you on Instagram, I'm like, fuck this dude always looks good. You know, and and in, in what's interesting with the Instagram, you know, people are putting up filters and drawing Amazon on right. and all of that stuff. And who knows where they're going with the CGI and stuff. But for me, it's like, It's that extra little thing, you know, where it can distinguish you or why not or especially if it fits for the character. So this role specifically, I was like, when it's all said and done, I want to look back on that and know that I did my absolute best that some guy or some girl or whomever is like – that's a great physique and I want to do that or I can do that too. So like I didn't want to, wanted to leave it all on the field. You know what I mean? Well, and so, it's, it's interesting you say that because
0: Joe has a film background and he'll talk about this more, but you yeah. like, you can't fake, I get CGI. You can do yeah. a lot of things, but you can't fake real. Mm-hmm, like yeah. there's
2: a different look on yeah. camera mm-hmm. that, that you know, it's not CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what I hear too, I mean, like, it, like you said earlier, it's hard enough to, to break into acting. It's hard enough to be like in good shape once to stay in good shape is even harder. But it also sounds like fitness isn't just a tool that you use to get acting jobs. Like you're really passionate about it.
1: Oh, yeah. I love uh, I, I'm really big about the fitness and just from because um, part of the thing of the series that I wanted to create and evolve from even a decade ago, of being like kind of mainstream and really every day on the fitness grind for the last over decade, competing, working in a professional capacity is the motivational element, like even just from a mental, like if I do have a little tweak or if we had a, a something and you can't really get in the gym, just you know, from a mental mindset, um, I think, and it doesn't need to be, you know, deadlifting hundreds of pounds or doing running like crazy marathons, but even a little regiment to focus your day, focus your mind, feel good about yourself has value, I think Mm -hmm. to anybody. So kind of trying something that fits you, you know, and like uh, experimenting with that. That's, that's what would the show spawn from. So that's, what's interesting for sure.
2: No, and today we were we were working on deadlifts at the gym a little bit earlier. And I actually I, – I take you on the Instagram story because it was like life and lift lessons. Mm. And we were talking yeah. about yeah. How, how, you know, deadlift isn't something that you do a whole lot. But just from the conversation that we were having, the, the coaching tips that Bobby was giving you, like it branches into other things. And I think it ended up becoming a conversation about like your career. And it was like – it's a deadlift. Like, what does that have to do with my career? But yet it's sort of a, well, a you, good metaphor. Yeah. Know? And you see that a lot in normal people.
0: Not, not that you're not a normal. You're <laughs> a normal dude. Yeah, Don't normal. get me wrong. But with, with everybody, whatever line of work they're in, you know, you build confidence in the gym. You get self-assuredness in the gym. You, mm-hmm. you, you overcome adversity. You face failures. You face challenges. The tools that you develop in the gym, you can really use that on a movie set Oh, you can sure. use that being a mom or a dad you can
2: use that in the in the courtroom facing yourself imposed limitations especially in a career capacity which is really what we were talking about right like why why would you walk onto the set of the good place uh, look at Ted Ted Danson and put him on such a pedestal that you couldn't even effectively act against him mm. versus saying well i mean he's a regular dude like i can get to where he's at you know the, the the mental switch it takes to become successful is to to be able to put yourself on plane with people who are successful
0: yeah
1: yeah it's it, it's an interesting thing when when we were discussing that like not so much uh, I guess maybe some people put things like um I would uh, not to put putting on a pedestal almost a negative thing but like mm-hmm. how you were saying like being um uh, like a disrespectful in a sense what was it what yeah it's, it's no, almost was like, like flippant a little bit flip, like you yeah to you, you almost have to have this like Kobe Bryant is the best
0: way I'd explain it. Mm. Kobe Bryant had no fear of Michael Jordan. He would trash talk him, he would go at him. Mm-hmm. In fact, he wasn't even shying away from it. Like Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. I, I, I don't want to guard him. Kobe
1: would be like, He's mine. Like oh, yeah. he would be up to the like, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm gonna be better than you, Michael. And that's why Because, because yeah, when you were saying like when you were like well, same like playing basketball, if you were playing with the other guys or playing with your guys that are pros, being around that, so like going up against Michael Jordan or going re- doing a scene uh, across from Ted Danson is like, yeah, I put him on a pedestal, but not in a way to make me fear it, well, but to live it. for it. Like yeah. this is like I'm just being around or being in front of someone with such experience and such skill. Is going to elevate you Were, were you, know? you were you nervous at all Knowing that he's one of the
0: greatest uh, Playoff baseball Like major league <laughs> baseball relief pitchers ever Wait, Ted Danson? You didn't know this? Oh shit You have no clue what I'm talking about? Oh shit, no, hey, no How clue. many times has that man had to slap you? <laughs> Ted, if you're listening I apologize to Luke He has no concept of the greatness of your career Oh wow Was Ted a baseball player back in the day? Sam Mayday Malone, what? Cheers. Cheers. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, man, come
1: on! What's wrong with you? I thought. Well, i When saying, <laughs> you were saying the <laughs> shit, wait. When you were saying, wait, what was the other one? The uh, uh, um, what's his name? son, the football player? I'm like, oh, he was in. He played football as well. Yeah, he, Ricky he, Jared from Bob's. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm I like, Sam
0: Malone on Cheers. Was Sam Mayday Malone? He played for the Red Sox. That's why he has a bar in Boston. He's living for the characters. You the characters are real man. to distinguish them. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this: as a child that loved Cheers and used to watch it with my dad, whenever I see Ted Danson in anything, CSI, the, The Good Place, when I see him on the commercials, do you know why I don't watch The Good Place? Because it's fucking Sam Malone. Like, you need to go back in your bar and cheers, man. That's like the greatest, one of the greatest comedy characters of all time. And it's yeah. like when you see that person, it's like Harrison Ford would be another person for me. That's Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Tough. Do you know what I mean? Or like Blade Runner. She's yeah. The or, original like, one. or like, yeah. But, but I still think Indiana Jones. Hmm. There are certain people for
2: me. Sly Stallone is Rocky and Rambo. That's like... Who that, that man I, I heard a great interview with uh, with Tom Selleck because he was talking about Magnum like, PI. He, he got right, the what role as Magnum, Magnum PI, and, and he, he's a, a Midwest guy. Like he, he the, the, the whole purpose of the interview was about like taking the risk, and his dad knew that the family had no real future in Ohio, and so just on a whim moved him to California. And Tom ended up getting the role as Magnum PI, and that's like his iconic role. And the question that came after that was, uh, like, did that open doors for you? And he said, no, because I was always Magnum. PL. Oh, yeah. Mm. And so he started taking roles that people would advise him against because he just needed to do something different and prove that he could actually act other there's, than Magnum. There's, yeah. there's a show. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. It's with
0: Kevin Costner. And he's like a ranch. Owner, the one like right now going, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's yeah, right yeah. now right yeah and all I think is he's going to pull out his bow and arrow and be Robin Hood like I can't like I because I, I believe in the in the magic of like yeah. the show and it, it's it's actually the same thing with Wesley Snipes if Wesley Snipes walks in here I'm like running and ducking because I think he's going to start murdering some vampires mm. like he's blade well, this, the
2: vampire this leads to story. another good question because again breaking into acting is hard breaking into niche acting is going to be challenging in its unique way avoiding being typecast
1: yeah so that's what i was gonna what i was thinking about and um we were talking kind of about how the industry was you know like with the beginning of facebook and we were talking about all other stuff and seeing it kind of all happen as it started um when i was doing a lot of like print uh, fitness stuff I had known a couple of other guys who had been on thousands of covers, like Mm. literally. And um, like then there was about a handful of guys that I was watching from a distance and I never really could figure out why they all wanted to be actors. Why are they not breaking in? Here's a good looking dude, driven, focused. You know what I mean? In the right circles. But I was like, what is the missing link of why they're not? So for my uh, – like the beginning of the last 10 years was trying to, to hold on to that. And I felt like it was a bit of an overexposure in one thing like where it's, oh, he's just the fitness guy, just mm-hmm. the fitness guy. So whereas I very much love fitness, I was one step foot in, one foot out kind of trying to be – Maneuvering or holding on tightly, and then maybe it was helpful, but then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fully embrace it. And kind of when I went full circle, where I was like, I'm gonna just be the fitness, let me be the fitness, and then when I no longer want to be, then I'll worry about re identifying myself, like you were talking about Tom Selleck and stuff like that. So just go full and commit and not think of typecast as a negative thing, like bring it on. Is there any role that is a guy's going shirtless? I'll do it. Let me be that guy, and then I'll show that I can do other stuff as well. When it come, when it's necessary,
2: I'll tell you from my perspective. If I were to break into acting, my goal would be to be typecast. Like I want to be like the thug. That's the role that I think I was just born just get in there, in. I feel like smash I got the, the look, i just like, yeah. So you if you if you're a producer, you're listening to this, and you just need like a a big brute, I'm mean, yeah. guy. Okay. you know what? I, I look at like a guy like Jason Statham like that.
0: Like he's mm-hmm. in great shape. And his characters, a lot of times he's playing a similar character. Yeah. He's working, doing what he loves and he's passionate about. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, like there's can. people
2: like I never want to be typecast, but you don't see them in anything. All right, here, here's a tough question for you. If the right role came along, like maybe a huge like breakthrough role, would you get out of shape
1: if that's what the role required? For sure. Yeah, really? 100%. How, how far would you go? I'd go uh, whatever it was. I'm not talking but a little fat, bit a or like I'm talking fat, or like even yeah. like anorexic you, or you whatever. You get thirty percent body fat. Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: Really? So you so you love acting more than fitness then? Like like I shouldn't say love it. Like yeah. you value acting more than your health or your fitness. I think
1: at, when it's an extreme, like when you were doing you like training for you UFC, like yeah. when you were making weight. I mean, there's a point where we make decisions that aren't long-term healthy, right? For like the greater... So, you'd, or whatever. so you'd be willing to look like Chris Farley for the next 12 years? Well, <laughs> well, that's, well, that would be like me saying you making weight nonstop for the next 12 years. You wouldn't do it. You did it for a week, you know, a few days. Okay, like, I, but I think there's a difference.
0: I think I could be 205 and healthy. Like if I had to slim down, I could still be healthy and look good and have apps. Okay.
2: This is a conversation what? Bobby and I have all the time because it, it's kind of like everything is on the table. It's just a negotiation above price. So what kind of opportunity would you need to take on the Chris Farley physique for
1: 12 years? oh wait for 12 <laughs> years is not I'm, not, I'm, not talking, <laughs> I'm talking about a film who's doing that like look at De Niro you know gaining weight or TV. losing weight or no, like was a TV bring series up. for 12 oh, years a TV you're, series you're is be. different so I wouldn't so look I would do like the Dustin Hoffman going from graduate like pretty boy to um a uh, midnight cowboy. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's for a time. Okay, nobody nobody knows who you're talking about. Right <laughs> now. You're just kids listening, that's okay? Honest. So I would do like, Zach Zac <laughs> Efron with a bodysuit and then getting ripped, you know. But no, like I wouldn't do See, I'm not going to cut my nose off despite my face. I would do something extreme because the role and, in the, the project was very captivating and interesting to me on a creative and cathartic or artistic level. But I know where my niche is. Like, I'm not going to be playing like, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, So character actor kind of roles like where I'm wearing masks or disguising myself for everything. I'm going to be more like you were saying, more of a leading man going in that with a physique because I have a physique. Why just like, uh, oh, you know, if you can sing, dance or play the piano, it's like, you know, I'm not going to cut my arms off. But it's interesting. It is a different talk. Like, okay, you can get out of shape for one movie knowing you can
0: get back into shape. Yeah. But what if there was an iconic TV role? Or a reoccurring series
2: role? It's Wait, like, or you got to be? What happened? What happened for me? What happened? Well, but thing like, this could happen. Like, let's say you, you you do get a role, and and it's like, okay, yeah, you need to be like you know 20, 30 percent body fat for this role, uh, and it's it's just it goes viral. Everybody loves the character, and now you kind of have to decide between like, well, do I want to be the character where maybe there's a ton of opportunity, or I mean like I got to take care of my
1: fitness. Like wh- how do you balance that? Equipment? I think if it was a long-term thing just from uh, from logistics would be like prosthetic. You know what I mean? Like straight up Gary Oldman in um uh what do you call it, The Darkest Hour recently versus knows what that is he, did. <laughs> he just won the Oscar last year. Uh, for those well, Come on. No, Gary Oldman's Ullman. like the guy. He's, He's the, greatest the greatest actor best. on earth technically yes. right now this year because he won the best actor award last year. And I know say that in the
2: last 15 or
1: 20. But like versus wow. Gary Ullman versus Christian Bale just recently who gained the weight, you know, too. So it depends. And also um, Christian Bale's younger. So Gary Ullman in an interview was saying like he'd done the weight thing before. Yep. But because he's like 60 or 65 now, he's like, I can gain the weight. But yeah. I'll never yeah. lose the yeah. weight yeah. now. You know yeah. what I mean? And then like you're saying, just from a health and how I feel like – I'm not like sure I'm of a level of vanity but also I do feel good like we were saying from a um a mental state too. I feel good when I, my body works the way I like it to work and I can have a regiment and stay healthy, you know what I mean? Because there are certain real facts yeah. about being overweight and things like that that are really right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't do it long term. Um I would make whatever was doable because as you go, you know like Oh, what was it? I saw this interview with Matt Damon um, and he was working on a project and the gunslinger in the movie or something like that was left-handed. So he was working on doing a twirl for like hours, hours, hundreds of hours. And then some other lead actor came over to him. He said, what are you doing? He's like, well, the guy is left-handed in the real documentary or whatever it is. He goes, that's going to be on camera for one second. And, <laughs> and also no one's gonna know so yeah. just flick it quick with your fucking right hand and let's keep moving like you know this, what I mean we we'll so, yeah, yeah so so literally like I, I understand an artist who wants to be so deep in and do it and make it real like we were saying too it's gotta be real because you hate the phony you can't deal with the fake but then there's also something let other people do their job well like yeah. a camera so you, an editor a summit, like to I'd make it work
2: you, you don't ever have to pull a raging bull and for people who don't know uh, when Javiro was in that film he was like, Jack, he was this boxer. And by the end of the film, he's like 70 pounds overweight. And he physically did that to himself. Oh, yeah. And, and we talked about this a little bit earlier because we do have like digital technology. We do have the ability to, to fake this to a certain level. So I, I would say like as an actor who's, who values fitness and values health. Yeah, exactly. Like fall back on the tools that you have. But there's yeah. also, and I'll, I'll try to be funny about this. But there's also
0: like a, like a life lesson in here where you almost have to be confident with who you are. Do you know what I mean? Like you're the, you're the fit, pretty boy actor. Great. I don't mean pretty, I do mean it as (laughs) a a slight to you, but you're the fit, pretty boy actor. Okay. That's your category. You're not going to be like Jason Alexander, George Costanza Mm. in Seinfeld. Like let him do that thing. Yeah, exactly. You do you. But that's also a life lesson because I always talk about people will say, do you think you're attractive, Rob? Bobby. Sorry, Ross, my government name. I shouldn't use that again. I'm going to confuse people. But if you ask me, Bobby, do you think you're attractive? My answer is it depends who's asking the question. So if you're a girl. Really? No, guy, it isn't. No, That's no, a political no. answer. Well, Bobby's <laughs> how sexy is vodka. No, no, no. But here's, I'm, here's, here's okay, the deal for real. Here, okay. If you like a guy who's six foot three, overly muscular, bald, I'm probably your type. If you like a guy with softer features, hair, slender build, like the, like your typical pretty boy, there's nothing I can do to be attractive yeah. to you. Like like if you like blondes, you, you like blondes.
1: Like you can't like well, a brunette. you know what I I'm think, saying? I think if that – like I'll agree to disagree in a sense of I think that's like a – A base uh, level – it depends – not depends the person, like not even giving power to somebody else but that depends somebody's definition of attractive and that's that's like a base immature value of attraction. Like that's purely on an aesthetic case by case but i think for you if like you were asking me or you're asking yourself like a guy who is successful Mm -hmm. getting after it raising a family having a successful business just the way you carry yourself that's attractive i I
0: get that if that's what you value but the point here is we're so worried about
2: like what i'm trying to say i'm getting getting this on like a personal level like if you ask me uh, do you think you're an attractive guy and i'm like no like I got issues I need to work. Oh wow! You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so take okay. it to the extreme, and so it's like you ask me, like, yeah, I, I think I'm an attractive guy, but people oh, might yes. disagree with but, me, but I don't care. For me, it's being. That's exactly it. It's
0: we're so worried about what other people think of us, mm-hmm. and it's like if you don't like me, that that's on you. Yeah. Like it's not. There's nothing I oh, can yeah, do. So for example, if Justin Timberlake is your type, I I, I can't be your type. Yeah. And so, like when you look at acting, it's like if there's a role for Jack Black, The Rock can't be that. The Rock <laughs> no, no, can't no, no. go to sleep at night, letting that
1: bother him. Do you understand kind of what I mean? Like, yeah, so or you can want it, or you let it bother you, or you can maybe try and do that, or change so much. But then it's like, but then you're not why? happy with yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. it's why almost do it? like why do
0: it? Be happy with what you are, and I, and I find a lot of people in today's world, it's like the acting. It's like well. I am a great accountant. I'm the best accountant on, in the world. But man, I am fucking miserable because I want to be a lawyer. Yeah. You better get comfortable being an accountant. Mm-hmm. You've got to be comfortable in your own skin. So there's almost like you can't let it bum you out. If there's a character you've always liked. Like, hey, man, I really want to play. There's a Seinfeld reboot. And I really want to be George Costanza. Yeah. No, you can't, dude. I'm sorry. Like, you better be happy with being the Jason Statham, the... Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the interview with actor Luke Golden. This is Joe Bula, co-host of The Maximus Podcast, just wanting to let you know that if you like the podcast, if you like the content that Bobby and I produce for you guys, you can get more at themaximuspodcast.com. Go to themaximuspodcast.com, click join, and you will find yourself part of The Maximus Podcast Inner Circle. This is your place for full training programs, videos, discussion with members from all over the world, and daily interaction with the two best podcast hosts, in the entire universe. That's right. Me, Joe Sabula, and my co-host, Bobby Maximus. So again, go to themaximuspodcast.com, click join, and get into the inner circle. Without further ado, back to the interview.
1: Also made me think, I mean, we're going to uh, round back to like gaining the weight versus not and like capabilities now versus back in the day. I think it also is – I've seen some actors and it's probably with De Niro even though I didn't know his process for that particular role. But some people living as the character, whatever it takes, like gaining that weight and keeping it physically on them helps them to portray a better version of that character whereas some people are like they can go home to their families put on a fat suit and then three seconds or yeah. whatever it is a clown suit or a dress up as a woman man whatever well, that's, that's or a dinosaur and they come into it so whatever yeah. your process is not just from the aesthetic of it but from whatever gets you to get there you know yeah, I mean? it's
2: the difference between the reality and the illusion mm-hmm. and it, being an actor is about illusion right being in film is about Convincing people that your character is real. But the reality is your character is just a character. Yeah. And so from an acting standpoint, what helps you portray, that's your craft. And people can attack that in different ways. But if fitness is something that's really important to you, you've got to be able to use that fitness to help convey the illusion somehow.
1: Exactly. So that it's, yeah, part of it as opposed to not.
2: I mean, yeah, but it's, it's 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 Hollywood, guys. Image is everything. Right? You, could, you could walk into...
0: Like um, you could walk into audition, like an audition, and immediately they could just look at you and be like, "No, nope. oh, like yeah, you're, that's you're, happening you're all the this time." This is not what I'm, right. I mean. and that's what oh, i was yeah, talking it's about. Happening. About all the time, attractive that's or not attractive, it's true. like you and I walk in for a role, and without even because I I can't act to save my life. You're a good actor about this, yeah. but they could look at us physically and just be like, "Yeah, Bobby's our guy." Yep, like you're sure. you're already out because that that director or that producer had. Like, we need a big, bald, muscular guy that looks kind of like... Or Brock. vision, yeah. Okay, this is uh, me and you vision. You're out right. And sure. that's that's not a... My point is, that's not a slight against... Yeah, you, you, oh, can't, yeah. you can't
2: walk away with, like, tears in your eyes. No. Like, oh, my
0: God, Bobby's yeah. a
1: better actor than me. No, <laughs> yeah. Bobby just fits, like, the <laughs> thug bouncer role. You know? And you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I'd say, too, yeah, when walking in... And then the first minute you're opening, the first words coming out of your mouth is next too. sometimes. Yeah. You know if you I mean? if you're like, don't, That's not, you the, never know. They're that's like, not no nope. voice. We Yeah. That's we, not what they're looking for.
0: That's what we wanted a guy with a deep voice. You have a squeaky, but bo- you're up mm-hmm. like, it's just, you're done. Yeah. You're going out. You know what I mean? Know? And I, and I think it's gotta be hard in a, in a, in an industry that like, shit, man, I bet you get rejected a lot. Oh, like, yeah. probably a lot more than you're successful. Like, people seem to think there's this saying, like, when you're an actor, you, you, well, let me ask you a straight up question. How many auditions do you have to do to get one part for every audition you've done? Have you got a part from it? Oh, no. No. So,
1: like, there's a lot of, you get turned down a lot. Yeah it's it's an interesting th- I mean some people like I've heard stories Where somebody just like they saw him outside Or saw her like mm-hmm. That's our person in there with a friend Like even Mel Gibson you know like These people like they just bring in you know So they didn't have to do the Going and getting all of the rejections But some people have gone years Thousands of auditions without getting Didn't one. George Clooney say for years
0: he couldn't get a job Until mm-hmm. he landed the job on ER Oh, Like yeah, he was like yeah. struggling Like I don't, I don't want to say he was living out of his car, but you hear those stories of people. Like I was living out of my car for 10 years before yeah. I figured out how to do this or before
1: I got my break. No, we then, said yeah. It's the, the 10 year overnight success. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. And it's, uh, what's interesting is going, um, maybe not getting rejected all the time, like where it's nothing and then a surplus. That's kind of almost great. But when it's, Oh, a little something, you know, like, or you get a good thing and then it's the in between them. Cause then it starts, you're out there in the wilderness, like, and you're like, is what I'm doing working? Is it not? So you don't really have a hedge. And oh, I wanted to, while we were talking before about this, like with, um, just because of the Ted Dancing thing in the baseball, because a lot of athletes, whether they were injured or retired from whatever athletic endeavor, uh, segue into acting, um, successfully or unsuccessful. So I was thinking that he literally was, and he, um, um, uh, the other guy could have been too. It's but, really bothering but yeah. So, so 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 yeah. basically, you have to go apologize. But, to tell I know when I see yeah. him, I'll Dude, tell I'm will sure I am sorry. I am going to. I thought you were a baseball player. I'm, I'm going to the. See, bo- he is a great but, actor. He convinced you of this. Yeah, so right. So, but no, I'm saying like, especially for you guys being athletes and stuff like that, like. If you get up and you put the work in, you're going to get a result. You know what I mean? You might not be a pro, but if you change it, you discipline yourself, whatever it is, if you can bench this, you're going to get it. No matter what you do, if you're diligent, working hard and focused, you're going to get a result. Acting, not so much. Because, like you said, you can walk in and they might want the big guy or the small guy, or, or you got looking at it and you, kind of got basically yeah, blue eyes. It's well, like yeah. you're so used training because, like,
2: you, you go in and you try to do a deadlift and it doesn't go right. This happened to me. It's okay.
1: <laughs>
2: it's in the true. In a gym environment, like now, that becomes diagnostic. Like, okay, I've got a weakness. I've got something I've got to address, and that mm. becomes your focus. If the two of you go into a, a uh, a casting call and they take Bobby and you leave going like jeez I need to I need to shave my head and get yeah, big then you go to the next casting call and they're like no we wanted a guy who was like what you were before yeah. you're just shooting yourself in the foot no, I mean that's it's that's tough. the thing and that's why I say you got to get used to I actually
0: tried to act for a minute was back in like 06 and I would go to auditions and sometimes like rate right when I'd walk in they're like nope what the fuck and I'd walk out and it's like after you fail a lot of casting directors are missing teeth yeah after (laughs) you you fail but after you fail your 12th or 13th or 14th like audition it's not even a feeling of despair or hopelessness it's almost like why the fuck am I doing this like I could have been fight training I could have been in the gym like really I went to this I went to this
1: thing again to like get nothing and, and that's what I'm hearing from so actors. much but like think about even you know from a logistics forget about even like prepare like if there's material or something you got to spend time with it obviously but getting you know maybe was far I don't know how close it. like 30 minutes an hour to get there and then you're in the room for 30 seconds 30 so seconds like, nope do you know what I mean like boom you know and literally and like, then, like then you're, you're like me. thinking you got the whole trip back and you're like and I'm counting oh man I used to do a lot that gives me a When I was in um, uh, New York, I would travel out. What I found there's a thing called an EPA, which is um, an equity principle audition, and it's for theater, which is they have, based on the laws, (laughs) They have to see you. Even if it's for the big guy or the 70-year-old grandpa whatever, they need to see this actor. So I would – because I thought – I was like, man, uh, this auditioning is a racket. I think if I do more of them. So I would travel out. Like I would take a train all the way out to Connecticut, deep into Long Island, New Jersey. I would just go wherever I saw these like open calls so that I can audition in front of people even if it wasn't particularly the right – hard or I was thinking there's no way I'm getting this but it was long hauls man so and the other the other game is is I had an agent and she was great mm-hmm. but we didn't see eye to eye
0: because I was immature and part of the thing was she would book me for roles and I'd look at it like that's not me I'm not like a like a like a bookworm in a in a sweater vest What the fuck right mm-hmm. okay for her deal was we need to get you in front of as many because I'm six foot three, 250 pounds, I have a, like a memorable appearance. She's like, we need to get you in front of as many casting people as mm-hmm. possible because one of them might remember you or one of them might have another project where they need. Yeah. There's not yeah. many people walking around like me with my stature, they might need you. But I'm like, I felt like it was a complete waste of time. Like, I'm not a 70 year old grandpa. What the hell are you doing Send me to this interview mm-hmm. for? She's like, you don't know they might have a spot for you. They might have a, but it was hard for me to feel like I wasn't beating my head against the wall. Do you, how do you deal with that frustration or do you just understand it's part of the, part of the deal?
1: You know, um, uh, I think it's, yeah, part of the deal, part of the deal, just trying to approach things with like a Zen pot, like any opportunity, like not, just going in there and they say like a popular thing is it's not for the job. It's for like your reputation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you're just meeting more people, expanding your scope. But I also kind of drifted while you were talking and it was making me think of something else about where um, kind of a difficulty lies with if you don't know you're doing something wrong, how do you know you're doing it wrong, right? Or something right. like that. So where does the growth? Because I see a lot of people doing the same thing, showing up. Because I think there's a great element to that, but then there's a a detriment where if you're, okay, yeah, you're showing up, you're doing stuff, but if you're doing, it doesn't matter, if you're like bad acting here, if you do it 10 times, 20 times, 100, 1000 times, is it magically going to turn to great? Mm. And that's where the challenge is. And I don't think it, because people are like repetition, repetition, but there needs to be a gap between yes, practicing, but then also practicing correctly. So in my meathead terms, you actually got
0: to do constructive shit at the gym. You can't just show up and punch your membership card. Yep. Is what you're saying. Like you can't just show up and hope for the best. Hope's not really a plan. It's like, no dude, what went wrong in that audition? How do you fix it? You need an acting coach. Like Maybe your time's better spent with an acting coach or practicing than just going to random auditions again
1: and again and again, hoping to... Yeah there's like it's kind of a you know where it's like I feel like almost uh, the only example because you can't say one or the other you know it's like literally what is it um antelope crossing the river when the, all of the crocodiles are getting you know have you ever seen that on like National Geographic mm-hmm. where like they're at the Nile River the one time they've got to do their whole pilgrimage across you know like what 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 are those wildebeest the, the, the wildebeest yeah, yeah. wildebeest you know oh, what i mean I'm sorry i i thought you were
0: talking about the temple of do <laughs>
1: Same idea. So, so yeah. Same so to right so, get across, so <laughs> across yeah. yeah. So basically, you know, they're all looking the same, right? Like maybe you got a baby wildebeest or something, but one of them is getting picked off, and yeah. the other isn't. Yeah. You know, so there's a bit of a mystic element. Like the ones that get across in the river figured out. How like to going. maneuver as they were going. Like, you can't know. Like, some people will continue to do the same thing and they won't realize they're just going to get picked off. But you have to have some sort of like snap moment, like out of body, a divine intervention to say, man, I'm uh, it's like awareness and they call that like an exa- like. with bringing it back to physical. There was a thing called Alexander technique and it was um, uh, an artist who was a singer and he kept losing his voice. So he set up mirrors and then he noticed every time on a certain note, he would do like a project his head forward. So he created a whole alignment technique for performers mm-hmm. and stuff, but it was wow. based on awareness. So mm-hmm. you need to have the awareness, mm-hmm. like self-awareness, like you were going back to you saying – just really knowing yourself and being kind yep. of confident as uh, mystic as that sounds. All right. So
0: I have, I have some random questions to close off.
1: Cool but I have you. one more question I want to ask it's just
2: because we're, we're talking about like, you know, going to a casting call and then getting rejected and getting rejected, and getting rejected. And then, Hey, maybe landing a role and maybe it's not a big role, but it's a role. And then you got to kind of go back. How do you fill the gaps in between? Like, how do you stay focused, motivated? And then what do you do with
1: your time? If it's months between jobs, So, um, like what what, I wanted to talk to Bobby too about fitness journey, like, uh, and I'll get back to this, but it is related, like where we are now, each one of us at a different age and a different amount of years under us of where we first started, like maybe overtraining, putting too much weight on, but going through that, whereas we're like, do less now, but you know, like, cause we know it's form and technique as opposed to where it was in the beginnings, but maybe those beginnings that were a little sloppy or something, actually helped us to get so it's kind of a little bit of a you don't want to influence too much so wherever i was years ago i filled time differently taking Mm -hmm. class or doing stuff or who knows maybe even goofing off but um uh, i spent time in new york and i would do a lot of reading like i did a lot of plays and reading and we had the um theater on film and tape archive at Lincoln Center so I watch old performances so anything that felt like it was not forced like it was things that were actually interesting to me to do so now my time is spent a little differently when I have I like to compartmentalize 100% so that I'm not dividing myself up like oh I'm going to give it 70% right, right. so like when I have a, a thing that's coming I really kind of try to stop everything and focus immediately on that but then also um, that I find uh, things that are interesting to me I'm trying to get a couple of other projects off the ground the, the pilot the, the new fitness pilot so I'm working on that I just did um, like we were mentioning I was down in Latin America starting kind of a fitness tour with a producer mm-hmm. who I just worked with on a film and we're getting that. So just, I guess, in between, not like either you're, I guess uh, you can talk about it forever because forever it's specific, but I guess the thing that would be the most helpful takeaway as far as if anyone is a performer, an artist or doing anything else, I'd say the in between is as important as the occurring. Mm. And it makes me think of this book that I read that I always kind of revisit, uh, Zen and the Art of Archery. And um, a friend of mine kind of uh, instilled in me is the release. And if I think of the release as the in-betweens, the waitings, the unknowns is the release is, if not more important than the release, because like sending a a positive wish To the target So not right When we shoot Like we were saying Stepping up to the bar Not like mm-hmm. expecting Kind of a failure Or something like that Ironically today <laughs> Right But like shooting it And so the In between Staying positive positive. And staying productive, no sense of worry, like real hopefulness and being creative and living life as opposed to waiting or getting caught up in that. So not a specific thing, more of a general thing, but I think that's the most helpful or thing that keeps me sane and more importantly, excited. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I draw a parallel to to training because that's what we do on this show. Uh, It's from what I'm hearing, it's kind of like if, if 10 years ago you decided to get into fitness, you really didn't know what to do. So you were just showing up at the gym and just kind of having a good time and figuring it out and learning some machines and maybe learning some free weights. But as time goes on, you get more and more confident. You kind of know where you're getting more bang for your buck. And here you are 10 years later, and you've got like a whole fitness regimen and you kind of have everything dialed in and you're just way more efficient. And so as, a, as an actor, that's kind of how the craft has developed, where initially it was I'm grasping straws, don't really know what I'm doing, so I'm going to do a whole bunch of stuff. But you're at a point
1: now where you kind of know what to focus on, when to focus on, and what result to expect by doing it. Yeah, you hope so. That's yeah, the hope. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, um, I know uh, well, if, um Gary Ullman was over at the head, um, uh, Paul Newman, so, uh, i uh a big Paul Newman fan, so as far as him, and he had a great physique too, that uh-huh. guy, but um, Cool Hand Luke, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, the he was saying a lot with some of his acting when he was watching, like in a documentary, watching his old acting over in an interview. And he was like, man, I was working so hard then. Mm. And that was something that kind of triggered me because I do think when we're a little younger and excited, uh, we're doing a lot. And we yeah. might need to do all of that then to kind of find like – a little bit goes a long way, right. you know, actually less is more and, you know, kind of some of those cliches, but I think there is some truth to them. So finding the balance as you go for longevity, Yeah, we, we talked about earlier, like the, the
2: height of art is making something impossible look easy,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. The
0: simplicity of it for yeah. sure. So we need some questions for you. Yep. You keep dropping this knowledge about movies you think you've seen. Oh, shoot. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I,
1: I've only seen the movies that I know
0: I've I seen. I kind of feel you're a fraud. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so okay. what is the official theme song of Cool Hand Luke? Oh, my goodness. That's a There's one answer to this, and if you don't know it, we became like 80% <laughs> less friends.
1: What the hell is the theme song? Uh, uh, he's hitting me with music.
0: Here is failure to communicate. <laughs> who sings this?
2: You just can't reach.
1: So I have no idea who sings it. This is the all This is the for me, well, man. Way before.
0: I was gonna even throw out like a random Simon and Garvin, but it was here. You don't know who
1: sings it? Sings? Who
0: sings it? Fucking Axl Rose Slide. Oh, uh, he's <laughs> again. Fucking Matt Sorum! Oh shit! Well, you guys, Sosky, if you guys, guys can listen, this is the Guns N' Roses. Have you ever heard of Guns N' Roses? They're, I don't. The Guns N' Roses are a band. They play rock and roll
1: music. That what do you movie you was mean? from like the sixties. That but when this. they were from. Uh, no, 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 was, what, what, was they, that they, cool? They, they just no? used the song. Oh, they. Put, <laughs> I was like, wait a <laughs> minute. I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're throwing
0: trick questions hey, at here. Let's recap. Okay. Let's recap again. Okay. Who's the greatest? Relief middle innings pitcher of all time? To Dancing. Fucking Sam Mayday Malone. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so. All right, that's 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 all we got. You oh, failed. Sure, right. You're done. Two lightning rounds. You got rounds. nothing Damn. left for you. You're for
1: is easy. Then after you're yeah. done, and you're a fucking, you're well, a mess. You need to do research. I know. I'm, I have stuff. failed. I'm going to be. I am. On. I'm going to give you action. We didn't one. talk about any okay. steak or whiskey, though. Yeah. Shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell, tell you one more. This is another quiz,
0: and, and I, you should have the answer to this. I am a fountain of useless information, much like. The greatest postman of all time, Clifford Clavin.
1: Who is Clifford Claven? I was about to say Carl Malone. Jesus, <laughs> Cliff Clavin. No clue. No, no so comment. Here's what you're going to no do? No comment. Ted, homework.
0: Ted, yeah. do me a favor. Oh Over wait a minute. Is this Instagram. a character as well? Ted, you need to talk to this man. I think you know him. His name's <laughs> Luke Gilden. Gilden, whatever. You need to talk to him about who Cliff Claven is, and you need to educate him. Buy him some DVDs. Get him the box set. Uh oh. Um, he's a dude who's very well acquainted with Ted Danson. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just ask him. Just go, hey, Ted, Bobby. He's like, who the fuck is Bobby? I don't care about this guy. Bobby needs me to do something. All right. Who's Cliff? Cliff Clayton.
2: He'll throw you in. He'll slap you. Yeah, he all will. <laughs> he might not. Be. Be,
0: make sure the camera's rolling. Cliff Clayton. And we're There's not here. to look into it. All right. This has been the Max of this podcast. We've trying to educate the youngsters out here. On <laughs> acting. Let's flag. see how it goes.
2: The last of the real ones